So welcome to the Life Unboxed blog show, and this is where we talk about all things mompreneur, from raising your kids to running a business, and the most important one, keeping your sanity. I am Jody the Mom from lifeunboxed.blog, and I'm doing something a little different today, and I'm really excited about it. I sat down with a fellow mom and mom coach, Darlene Morant. And we just talked about her experience of shifting from her fantasy of being a mom before she had kids to the reality of it and how she has shifted even her career um, so that it is more centered around helping moms. So we get into all of that. We talk about birth stories. We talk about our kids. We talk about the best advice she gives her um, mom clients. So it's a really great uh, and fun interview. And so without further ado, we are going to get into that. And I hope you enjoy what we have to say. Hey, mom. So Darlene is with us today. And she is a fellow mom, mom entrepreneur and host of the live Instagram show sit and spill, where she talks about all things life, motherhood and business. Darlene, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So let's start with the preliminaries and how many kids do you have and what are their age ranges? I have four by cesarean section and they are 13, 12, 11, and 10. I just had, yeah, birthday. Nice. So you're about to have a house full of teenagers. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. Yes, I am about to have a house full of teenagers. But as we were talking about, um, my parenting situation is different. So my ex-husband is about to have a house full of teenagers. And okay. then when they're with me, I have a house full of teenagers. Okay. <laughs> so it'll keep you on your toes for sure. For sure. So in your biography that I was uh, had the privilege of reading, you mentioned this line, and it so intrigued me that I wanted to talk about it. And you said, prior to having children, I had created this fantasy in my head as to what child rearing and adulting would be like. I can now say boldly, it was not based in reality. So there's just so much to like unpack in that one statement, because I think um, so many of us, especially as we're getting to be more mature. We're not in our young twenties <clears throat> anymore. We're just mature that we can kind of, we look back and we're like, Oh, so our parents were right. All these people who were in their forties or fifties at the time and beyond gave us all this wisdom that we we're just like, no, 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 no. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me like, what was the fantasy that you had created in your head about motherhood and adulting I want to hear <laughs> well one I thought that it would be best to wait that was my first thing it would be best to wait because my mom had me when she was 44 so I should do my career and you know travel and do all of that at first and then I thought have four don't know what 
you know, I was thinking with that because my mom had five. You know, some of it was based on what I think I wanted it to be. Uh And that is totally a fantasy. You know, I was going to breastfeed and they were just going to come out of the womb ready to go to the breast. And, you know, the, oh, it's going to happen. And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I would just be raising these beautiful babies. And I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and that I was going to homeschool. That's the fantasy that I created that I was talking about. And my fantasy was very elaborate as you can see from the homeschooling, I had years planned out in this fantasy of homeschooling children and breastfeeding. And what happened was I became a mom right in succession. My yeah. first was a preemie. So, and then right after that, I was pregnant. And then after that, I was pregnant. And then after that, I was pregnant. So <laughs> it didn't give me much space to say, oh, okay, maybe I can have this one and we can have this wonderful breastfeeding journey and then, you know, prepare for the next. And it just didn't, it it started to snowball in the opposite end of my fantasy really quickly. Yeah. So how far apart are your first two? They're about 14, almost 14 months apart. Okay. That is my first three are all two years apart. And then my last three are like, four years and then three years. So I broke it up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, they definitely broken up a little bit more. I think all of them are, except for the last two are about 14 months apart. Okay. I mean, I was just pregnant. I was pregnant for four out of five years. Yeah, that is, um, that's a lot. It is a lot. And I, I lived through the fantasy for those four out of five years because being pregnant for me was a dream. Okay. Yeah. So I was able to maintain the fantasy until one started walking. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, so I can't just sit in a position and have that one sit. I'm starting to have to chase. Meanwhile, I'm like nine months pregnant, you know, what, and then I have two hands and now I have three babies and what are we doing? It was, it was a lot. And the adulting part is where that came in. I'm like, who, who knew there was going to be diapers 24-7? I mean, <laughs> yes. did I not think that somebody was going to be here to help me with this? My husband at the time was working, you know, and working a lot because now I had to be home. Okay. So, you know, my friends, they stayed for the cushy part and then they left. The baby was- snuggles, <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> the best so part. That's where all of it, Yeah. That's so, what I meant by that statement. And now I'm totally honest with mom. I tell them exactly what's going to happen. Like, it's going to be a crap show. Things are going to just fall apart. And you're not going to know what you're doing. And you're going to cry. And you're going to want to cry. And it's just not, you know, it's just not going to go like you planned. So prepare for... <laughs> so would you say, like, reality kind of, like, hit you upside the head then? For sure. For sure. It did. And I didn't always handle it well. It hit me upside the head and I did not always handle it well. Now that they're older, I'm a much more present parent now than I was when we started. So how, now were you working, you were, you were building your career before you had? 
I was okay. building a career okay. before I started having children. I was working in corporate then. Okay. And then after I started having children, I pivoted to working with children. So okay. <laughs> that's when I became a newborn care specialist, right? But newborns are, for me, a sweet spot. Yeah. Once we start getting out of the newborn stage, that's when the crap starts to happen. Once you start having to chase them, I think that's when they'll just lay there and Completely. like coo and giggle, like it's great. But once you have to start chasing them, I'm like, okay, then everything gets turned upside down. Starts happening. I agree with you. Electric sockets and, you know, things that you have to cover up and <laughs> gates to install and, you know, stairs and yeah, once you have to start to maneuver and then you're maneuvering with more than one, your entire birthing life story changes drastically. Yeah, and then just recovering from the C-sections. I can't imagine. I've never had one, but I cannot imagine like... You had natural births. I've had, yeah. So three, I had an epidural and then three, I had drug-free because they were so fast. The two, two were not by choice. One was. <laughs> the second one, I went into labor on the day of my C-section and I was so grateful that we were going to be cutting. Okay. Yeah. So I, I kind of started to have both and then I was like, yeah, but this is, <laughs> this I'm totally the not about it. And even though like we said, the hindsight and, you know, the crapshoot and all of the things that went through, right. I'm like, yeah, C-sections were definitely the way to go for me. What I'm left with is the diastasis recti and, okay, uh, yeah. you know, um, I had a herniated navel the second okay. time my son, yeah. I mean, he was massive. He was eight pounds, 14 ounces. <laughs> oh, gosh. Child. And so my body have, has not quite recovered. That area has not recovered, meaning my tummy, the part that my children want to come to and pat. Yes. That's the spot that they touch. And then it jiggles. And then inside it like sends an electric shock to my brain. And I'm like freaking out. And then I try to answer the question that's being asked. <laughs> no, I know. They still do that to me. I mean, even with you know, irregular deliveries, I still have that. So, <laughs> Right. It's that spot. I mean, it never really recovers. No. Giving birth is such a beautiful traumatic experience. It, yeah, that's that is a really good way to put it. <laughs> it really is. Okay, so you started in corporate, and then you had kids, and you pivoted to, um, yep, newborn care. Newborn care. So then, how did you get from there to running your coaching business for moms? Now, do you just work with new moms, or do you work with any moms? I work with moms. Now I work okay. with moms that are in their forties that have plenty okay. of children. Okay. So whether you have two, four, six, I mean, I know a mom, I'm not working with her. She's not a client of mine right now, but she has 12 and I'm like, what? And she has all boys. And I remember when I heard it, my brain just said, what's happening? <laughs> my brain instantly slowed down. Yeah. Right. Well, she wouldn't, she'll never have to move a piece of furniture for the rest of her life. That's a great way to look at it. It's a really great way to look at it. But yeah. So I just, I transitioned because I realized getting closer to my forties, when I finished having children, I was pushing into my forties and now okay. they're still little and I'm in my forties. Right. And 
the things that I've had to go through with the perimenopause and my, my brain starting to shift and my hormones shifting all the time and me, unfortunately I've gone through a divorce now and all of those things happening in my forties. I was like, there's gotta be a way to help moms go through this time period. Because I believe wholeheartedly that had I gone through some of this in my thirties, I was better capable in my 40s, there are just some things that have shifted. I think it's almost physically too, because I had my first three in my 20s and mm-hmm. then my next three, like in my 30s and later 30s. So now I'm in my 40s with a two-year-old and I'm like, I can't believe I had three toddlers and was doing it by myself because at least like now I have my three older kids who really pitch in and help. But yeah. it's a huge difference even between the two 20s and 30s, between those two decades, it is just a m- difference on your body physically and mentally. And like, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a, you probably have a lot more insight into it than what I'm actually now talking about because you're not just a mom in your 40s with the children that you had in your 40s. You remember what your body did in your 20s. You remember what it did in his 30s. And now that you're in your 40s, and like you said, you have a two-year-old, your brain is, for want of a better word, in a fog at times, correct? Uh That you did not have when you were in your 20s. It's It's a different thing. So I created a safe space for mothers to be able to unpack some of those things. And an acronym called REST, giving them permission to get relaxation, experience, strength, and testimony. Okay. Because we're just, we're going through a lot. And some of the things we don't talk about, even with our best friends, Mm -hmm. but with other women that are going through it, the judgment of some mom saying, oh, you did it like this. (laughs) You know, I'm like, no, don't bring that here. I did it how it worked for me. Right. So that's, that's how I transitioned into working with moms. Okay. So I am curious just to go back to um, the fantasy versus reality. So did you find yourself doing anything that you vowed you would never do pre-kids? Cause you know how we always have those things that when I have kids, I'm never going to do that. So was there anything that you found yourself doing (laughs) once you had kids that you always said you would never do? The one thing for me was the television. Oh, I yeah. was never going to plop my kid in front of a television. And to my to my credit, my children had, um, what is it called? Gadget time. Now okay. they have like designated gadget time. Okay. So there is no plopping in front of the TV. But in order to do that, we didn't have a television for quite some time. Okay, yeah. Right. However, once we did have a television, I did implement that. Some days it was just sit right here because mom just needed to, I needed to gather my own thoughts. Right. That was one of the things I had sworn I would never do. What was one of the other things? There had to be, that had to be the biggest one was yeah. the TV because I'm big into reading and, you know, okay. doing artwork and the children doing that kind of thing. But that also included me. And right. <laughs> no, like when do you get a break from these things? No, I totally, I'm getting you. <laughs> like 
it's like when do you actually find like time to just take a break totally you can't even go to the bathroom especially if you have three toddlers you can't even go to the bathroom without being interrupted (laughs) there is no more going to the bathroom by yourself there is no more eating your favorite snack by yourself oh no there's no more silence in your head do you ever realize that when your children are asleep are the only is the only time and even then because you're so programmed you hear is there a baby screaming is there uh-huh. <laughs> it's <laughs> i'll tell you it changes your entire perspective on who you who you're going to be and for yes. a while i lost myself in that i lost myself in motherhood thinking okay, am I doing this wrong? Am I doing this right? And the guilt of it messed me up getting into my 40s. That was actually my next question because I think mom <laughs> guilt is so like prevalent. We have memes on it and you know we always joke about it. But the reality is like we all carry it. So as you coach your clients, and I'm sure you address this issue, like what is your advice for dealing with the different aspects of mom guilt mom guilt is an individual process because the things that i feel guilt for are definitely not the same things that you are going to feel guilt for and each mom you know what i mean so it's kind of like a like a individual system for each person (laughs) yeah how you address where this guilt comes from but that is the thing to do first find out the root what are you feeling guilty for and why do i feel guilty because if your child has one cookie before dinner one night this week, <laughs> it's not going to ruin the entire vegetarian diet you've been putting on for three years you know so- <laughs> right like, do you think it has, and I'm just thinking of this as we're talking, like a lot has to do with our expectations. Like we want to raise our kids and we don't want to mess them up. I think that's at the heart of everything. We just don't want to mess up our kids. And so then we end up going to like this extreme <laughs> of, you know, feeling guilty over the cookie and we've, re- we've ruined their diet for the rest of their lives. Like, <laughs> You're laughing because you know about this. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is totally. But th- I think the thing is, um, and you had hit on it as well as like, I still, I wouldn't change it. Like through all of the, not. through all of the poopy diapers and being pooped on and peed on and all of that kind of stuff. Like I really wouldn't change anything about it. And that's the thing. You wouldn't change the experience. However, you get to now change how you rear them and how you rear yourself. Yeah. That's adulting because it, for some reason, for me personally, when I started having children, like a certain part of me stopped so that I could do all these things that I thought I was supposed to be doing. Mm. Right. And now that I've gone through so much stuff and had so many conversations with people who are just like, I don't know. I don't know who I am anymore. My name's not mom. My name is not mom. My name is Darlene. And what does that look like? What does that feel like? Mm-hmm. How do I preserve that? So those are honest questions that we do ask and that I do ask my clients in the group and we talk about it 
from a non-judgmental way. Okay. It's your story. You're right. How are you going to write it? Yeah. But you get to do that. So what is the most common concern that you address with your clients about being a mom? Is to not lose yourself. My most, most, because we are rearing children that are looking at us, even if we're teaching them to be an electrician or we, they said this week they want to be a pilot and, you know, we steer them in that way to help them with that. We still have dreams. We still have our own um, things that we love to do. We still have the things that make our hearts sing so that we can be great for them. Yeah. And to do that, we need to remember who we are. Every day is like a constant thing to wake up in the morning, whether it's morning is best for you or night is best for you. Just take those five minutes, breathe deep center yourself what is gonna what is gonna make my day go great yeah right if i get the children to school on time that (laughs) sets up my morning great then we're i'm getting up so that i can get them to school on time some for some moms is getting them there five minutes late every day they couldn't care because they've already gotten something else going right yeah so there's what is your rhythm in doing that And it's unique to everyone. It's unique to everyone. Okay. So what is your favorite part of being a mom? And then what is also your favorite part of being a mompreneur? Because you are both. (laughs) My favorite part of being a mom is now the conversations I get to have with my children. Because I took way more pictures than I I needed to take. (laughs) So whenever I need to pull something together, I can get pictures of them from when they were little to now. And I show it to them. We have these conversations and like, oh, you're so cute. And (laughs) I love having conversations with them right now that they're older. That's my favorite part. And when they were little, I didn't do baby talk. That was one of my things. So Mm -hmm. they have very (laughs) well-versed speaking conversations. Some of the words that they come up with, I don't want to (laughs) hear. But I listen and, you know, we laugh. And my least favorite, did you ask about being yeah, a mompreneur or the yeah. best thing about being best, a mompreneur? Well, we can do either one. <laughs> is the legacy. I think um, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And okay. when I became a mom, I started to shift a little and told myself that I was probably going to be just a mom in quotes, and there is no such thing. (laughs) So growing up to figure that part out, I've gotten back to the part where whatever I built has to leave a legacy for my children. Mm. And that's what, that's what sparks my joy. That's what gets me up in the morning. That's what makes haters be damn tick is that there's going to be something that my children will be able to look back on or be a part of. That is, yeah, that is awesome. Okay. And so for the final question, and then I do want you to share where everyone can find you. What piece of advice would you give to new moms who find their reality shaken? Call your best friend. (laughs) (laughs) True. The moment that you start to shake and feel like this 
is not what I signed up for. <laughs> and I guarantee you that that day is coming. You put that baby down, I was whether say, it be in the crib, mm-hmm. someplace safe, you walk away and you call your friend, a person that's going to listen, not yeah. the person that's going to place judgment, someone that's really going to listen to you and just lay it all out. Tell him, you know, he's been crying all day. I haven't had a shower. I didn't sign up for this. What, what's going on? <laughs> they will hear you out. They will talk you through. And then they'll talk you down. And you yes. go back <laughs> to your beautiful little being that you created. Because <laughs> you, you have made your own people. Once you have right. children, you've made your own people. And you are their leader. That meme is true. Yes. So where can everyone find you? Right now, everyone can find me on Instagram. That is my um, chosen venue of social media. And I'm there at Darlene.Morant. And you can also find me on my website, which is HatersBeDamned.com. Which I think is a great <laughs> domain name. <laughs> HatersBeDamned.com. And the reason for that is I love being able to have conversations like this one whether it be a 10 minute conversation or sometimes it end up being a 30 minute conversation, just to, just a whole space for you, whole space for moms, whole space so that they know, can you hear that? There's like a thunderstorm where I am. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's going bananas outside, but yes. So hatersbedam.com. And I also have a group call that I host um, uh, this month. I'm doing it on the 11th, which is next Monday. And on the 25th, anyone's welcome to come. There's no, um, it's free. So just go to the link in my Instagram bio and you can sign up there. Awesome. I am so glad you joined me today. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for having me. Mom, I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Darlene. I really enjoyed the conversation we have. Sometimes we just need to hear from other moms and know that we aren't alone on our journey. Know that um, the frustrations and sometimes the mom guilt is not unique to just us. All moms experience it and it's good to hear it from other moms. And if you enjoyed this conversation, I hope you will help spread the word by liking the video and subscribing to the channel. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. And for more great mompreneur content, be sure to visit lifeunboxed.blog and be sure to share the podcast and video with your friends. And I will leave the all of Darlene's links in the show notes. So you can be sure to check her out at, um, on her show, sit and spill, and we will see you in the next episode.